Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. We are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. We have a great show lined up and planned for you today. Lots of things going on, but before we jump into that, let's start with our morning prayer. Name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. For the salvation of souls, the reparation of sins, the reunion of all Christians, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father this month. Amen. 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 So welcome everybody. I am Heather Caro and we're broadcasting this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a beautiful morning out there. And uh, we've got a great show lined up. Thanks Just, for joining me, Mark. Well, thank you for inviting me. You know, it'll be a really nice day. I don't think the humidity is going to be too bad. It's about a 90-degree day. You. We don't ask you. You're from the south. I know. <laughs> yeah. I have a different experience with humidity. You do. We it's like ask. breathing hot soup down there. <laughs> we don't ask your opinion on if you think it's hot because it never is for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Oh, goodness. Well, my name's Marcus, and I am a... I'm not a cradle Catholic. I'm a bassinet Baptist, so I was raised a Southern Baptist, and uh, but I converted to Catholicism about three years ago, and uh, it's been really cool. I, I, you know, one of the things I love about uh, RPR is that it, it it helped form my faith in the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. You know, I was already faithful, and you know, went through all of the. Um, <clears throat> All of the steps, you know, I guess as a as a Protestant, you know, that walk of faith and that kind of thing, and 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 all that. But you know, I had tremendous amount of questions that were not being answered, and so, you know, I turned to EWTN and Lamb Radio at the time, and then now RPR. But you know, yeah. listening to Dr. David Anders and Mitch Pacwa and he's your favorite. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I tell you, it's Dr. just yeah, yeah. You know, Call to Communion and Catholic Answers Live, and yeah. you know. So, I mean, I can always tell what day of the week it is by who's on Catholic Answers Live in the afternoons, you know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, our first segment this morning is a banter segment, and somebody was dropping off the comrades, and we roped her into talking with us. Yeah. Because she's got some big things moving on in her life. We really pressured her. You did. I did. Really I'm a good salesman. You are. <laughs> so we've got... Teresa Curley on the line with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Heather and Marcus. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Hi, I'm happy to be here. So the reason we had you stop by is because there are things changing in your world, and so it kind of brought up this whole discussion that we were having about daily prayer in our lives and what it looks like for each one of us. And so I thought it might be a good segment to talk about daily prayer Mm. because i think we're all so different our personalities are very different and marcus is you know does the what is it myers-briggs yeah you know stuff 
And so he talked. He knows a lot about different personalities and working with different personalities and blah blah yada yada. And so I thought it would be interesting if we kind of chatted about okay, our three personality types. And let's see. I'm going to turn you way up. Oh my goodness! Is that better? Can everybody hear me better? So we're going to be talking about just you know different things that. Um, turn us down here. Sorry, we're having mic issues and it's my fault. <laughs> so, um, just kind of our different personality types. And... Yeah, and so, you know, when we talk about personality, that um, we look at, especially for the Myers-Briggs, we look at, uh, you know, are you extroverted or introverted? You know, do you how do you experience the world through people, places, and things, or do you internalize it? Uh, then you've got your uh, second uh, set of letters, which is um, uh, intuition and um, or thinking and feeling. It doesn't mean you're intellectual or you're emotional, but it's how you attack information, how you gather that information. Is it through the five senses, or is it more of an emotional response to the things around you? And um, and then you've got in intuition um, and sensing, mm-hmm. which means you know it, it's not that you're intuitive or sensitive. It's just how do you t- how do you take that information that you gather? You know, is it more of a broad uh, possibilities, or it's the exact details of things? And then yeah. the last one is how you organize your day. Are you well planned and organized, or are you not? Well, and I think and it's so, I think it's always good to be aware that people have different personality types, and what it, to me it always is is like it's a filter. Right. So everybody is filtering different, and you mm-hmm. think everybody filters like you do, and then you start to get to know other people, and you're like, your filter's weird. Well, <laughs> well, even more importantly, what you just said, it's not only the filter that you take in the world, it's also the lens in which you view the world. So it's, it's you know, if you, if you take all this information into one filter and look at it through a different filter than the people mm-hmm. around you, I mean, you've got a whole different experience. And, you know, and people talk about, well, you know, we're all seeing the same thing. Well, yeah, well, what if you're colorblind? Yeah. You know, I mean, right. you, don't, you don't see the world the same as other people, so you mm-hmm. have to be cognizant of that. And so, yeah. so, you know, and I think that I, the reason that I was you know, bringing all of this up is because I I think sometimes people talk about their prayer life and it's like, sometimes what works for you doesn't work for somebody else Mm -hmm. because you just were different. So I wanted to dive into each one of us and um, talk about what we do personally, because I think we all three probably pray very differently, which I find exciting. So Teresa, let's start with you. What just general Every day, what's your thing? Yeah, well, I guess kind of the biggest help in my spiritual life is Eucharistic adoration. Um, There's just something about, well, like my love language is quality time. (laughs) And so uh, for me, there's just something about being in the presence of God that just kind of centers me and helps me to just, um, just like pray. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that can be either just like sitting there and just Mm -hmm speaking or like reading scripture reading scripture is another huge thing like especially the psalms i love Mm -hmm. the psalms and that goes with liturgy of the hours too Mm -hmm. so um i find like repetitive prayers are very hard for me to focus on Um, like the rosary um it's always been a struggle for me Mm. so i am trying to grow in that but in general just like 
reading and psalms, just anything that kind of opens up my imagination is mm-hmm. so helpful for me. Yeah. Well, and I went to Adoration yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon, and there was someone in there when I got there, but they left within the first, like, three minutes. And so, for the first time, I think I was in Adoration. This was at Holy Spirit over, uh, mm-hmm. you know, off of Bonson in Sioux Falls. And I found myself the only one there. And usually I'm praying silently. And I thought, ooh. I'm here by myself, and so I prayed the rosary out loud, and and it was the oh. first time I ever did that. And in adoration, it was really cool. And so, and and usually I sit in the back, and there was nobody there, so I moved right up front, right directly in front of the monstrance and everything. Really, and so it was really neat. And then, of course, you know, I had to cover it all before I left, so that was a new experience because you know there's usually somebody in there. And there's a big placard on the door that says, if you're the last one to leave and no one else is in here, please respectfully cover it. And I thought, ooh, hopefully right. somebody will show up and I won't have to because I don't know how to do this. You right. know? And so, you know, basically I just looked at the picture and figured it out. But it was, it was really intimate yeah. yesterday. And uh, But it was audible. It was very extroverted. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't usually to me it's a more introverted experience because there's hardly anybody praying out loud when i go to adoration yeah no it would you just know, be annoying yeah, right right <laughs> and so it was uh it was really really cool so, so how do you start your days do you start your day in prayer or how does that how does that work in well um you know i don't have a prescribed i don't do it exactly the same thing every day it's kind of a hit and miss and you know i usually try to as soon as I open up the curtains and let the light in the room or whatever, you know, I kind of announce that, okay, this is going to be a great day, you know, and I just kind of <laughs> say it out loud and claim that it's going to be a great day. Mm. And, and you know, so, I mean, I guess I'm not really saying thank you, Lord, for making this a great day. I'm just kind of, you know, th- kind of thanking God for the great day, but, but yeah. not really just sitting down and kneeling in prayer you right. know, or anything like that. And so, you know, I go through all of my... Prescribe things that I do in the morning to get ready to leave, you know, and I kind of, you know, I'm always kind of thinking about what's going to happen and what my day looks like. And, you know, if there's something that I'm going to be dealing with, I'm like, Lord, please be with me today, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if I've got an interview with somebody because I do um, freelance writing on the side, it's like, okay, especially when I'm writing for the Bishop's Bulletin, you know, I'll pray for that story. Okay, mm-hmm. Lord, you've got the story in front of me. Holy Spirit, guide my thoughts and words about the questions that you want answered through this story, and then guide my pen as I write this story for right. you, you know, and that kind of thing. So it depends on what I'm dealing with during the day. You yeah, know? yeah. Because I always start my day, and I don't, it's not, um, I'm not a very structured prayer person. Mm-hmm. And so I'm more of a freelance just chatting with God or Jesus. Exactly. You know, just, you know, I'm just very casual with it. And um, I just always, I'm always grateful first. Mm-hmm. I'm always thankful first. And I think um, approaching the day with a grateful attitude and a grateful mm-hmm. heart mm-hmm. helps me stay positive through the day. Not that it always works. <laughs> well, and there's but, that. But, you know, just that gratitude of mm-hmm. keeping it simple. And I have... Like, every time I walk into my house, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for my house. Thank you for air conditioning. Thank you for my couch. It's mm-hmm. silly things, but I thank him all the time because I don't ever for want... blessings. Yeah, because I don't ever want to be... Ungrateful. Know, yeah, just mm-hmm. so... I always start my day in gratitude, and that's Well, and I always it. forget that the things that you're supposed to, to guide you in prayer, like adoration, thanksgiving, 
there's something else and then supplication or whatever. And mm-hmm. I can't remember the, there's four things. And I'm drawing a blank now that I'm talking about it. But, of course, because you're on live radio. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I always start my day in just gratitude and then I always, a little begging. Please, Lord, be with me today. Right. <laughs> well, and, and I think it's um, interesting, you know, growing you growing up Catholic, there's a lot of rote prayers that, that are out there that are structured prayers mm-hmm. that any, I mean, mm-hmm. like the prayer that you read today I'd to love start the program. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are certain prayers, but as a Protestant, I don't recall, I mean, other than the Lord's Prayer, you know, and our Father, you know, hmm. I mean, we really didn't have a lot of structured prayers. So it's always, I remember as a kid, like, man, I hope nobody calls on me to pray, you know, because, you know, I mean, you can get some stage fright if you don't know that you're about to be called on to pray in front of a group of people. Mm. But I'm sure that they ask the person beforehand, hey, can you lead us in prayer? We'll call on you. And, but I have this. It's always freelanced, huh? It's, yeah, I love, I, I love doing what you, you know, I don't have a structure. I just, mm-hmm. I just pray. But. With that said, I started praying the rosary before I came, became Catholic, and I really love the structure of the rosary for some reason. It's unlike you, Teresa, what you said, it really it really resonates with me. Mm. And so... Hmm. Well, if you're just joining us, we're having a little banter time here. Um, I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. And I'm Teresa Curley. <laughs> and we have like three of us on today, but we're talking about our different personality types and our different ways of mm-hmm. prayer. Uh, Marcus knows a lot about the Myers-Briggs and personality approaches, so it's kind of interesting to talk about, I think, different ways of our daily prayer, mm-hmm. what our daily prayer lo- looks like for each of our personalities. And so I'm very much introverted. I'm very much a worrier. Mm-hmm. I'm... Um, very contemplative. And you're a big picture person. I am a big picture person. And so maybe your prayer, because you're a big picture person, you start out with the big picture of all the things that you, you know, just kind of float through your head. But maybe somebody who's a detail person starts out with some of the details that they know they're worried about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we're just kind of chatting with that. And then this, we're going to go to a break here. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about how Daily prayer is actually changing Teresa's life and what her life looks like. So mm. we're going to take a quick break and we're going to have That's Teresa talk step. about her. I know. Talk about her next move. So I'm not becoming a hermit, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> the pressure is on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges... I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. 
I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. Do you know that your prayers today can still aid in the salvation of someone who died years ago? I'm Father Chris Alar. God is outside of time, and since He is all-knowing and all-powerful, He knows every prayer you will ever make and has the power to apply those graces to any point in time, past, present, or future. So if you have lost anyone, especially to suicide, and think that they are eternally lost, you can still help them. God can take your prayers from today and give someone grace at the time of their judgment because he forever knew that you would make that prayer and he wants you to help them accept his offer of salvation. So there is still hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. And we are your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us. We've uh, just been bantering this first segment about personality types and prayer types. And so uh, we've roped Teresa Curley into joining us um, to talk about personality types and prayer types. And we've kind of been talking about how we all kind of like the Mm loosey-goosey prayers. But then during break, we were talking about uh, Liturgy of the Hours. Which is very structured. It is very structured. So for those that don't know what Liturgy of the Hours is, Teresa, do you want to give them a brief no? Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm hesitant because I can't like give. We're not. Like, we're not doctors of definition theology. about it, <laughs> but it's basically the official <clears throat> prayer of the church. Mm-hmm. And um, there's like the church throughout the world prays it every day. Uh, religious communities and priests like they need to pray it every day. They're required, but of course, lay people. It's beautiful for them to join into. And and lay people can pray whichever ones they want, right? But I mean, if mm-hmm. you're a priest, you pray all of them throughout the day, if right? Priest, nun, monks. Um, I think deacons even do it, but they have to pray all of them. So there's the morning prayer, there's the afternoon prayer, there's the evening prayer and the nighttime prayer. I think there's six total. Six total. I I think I could be. So you, and so my daughter has started praying liturgy of the hours and, and we were just on vacation. And so she asked me to start praying with her in the morning and in the evening. Mm. And so it was just really beautiful for, you know mother-daughter to be praying that together and i enjoyed it more than i thought i would to be honest i found the structure of it really quite nice and Mm -hmm. quite beautiful and um it was kind of interesting because like the morning prayer might be a little more uh or the evening one of them was like a little bit more um sorrowful i guess is one word you can say and then the very next one was very grateful 
<laughs> and so it made you kind of like introspectively look at yourself and be like, I am so sorry for this. I'm so sorry for mm-hmm. that. And, you know, apologizing and understanding our humanity. And then the very next one, I can't remember if it was the morning or the evening one. The very next one was, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your mm-hmm. compassion. Thank you for, you know, all of these mm-hmm. things. So it kind of like gives you both worlds. Mm. Which uh-huh. I kind of liked a lot. What were you apprehensive about at the beginning that you were kind of, you said you didn't know if you would like it? Just a little too dry. Mm. Like, I didn't think I would get much out of it, and I did. Mm. You see what I love about Liturgy of the Hours? It's just like going back to praying through scripture. Is uh, It's full of psalms, readings from the New Testament, um, and the Old Testament, Um and so I just love that because mm-hmm. I love to read. And so it's very easy for me to enter into that. Um, and it's also just kind of cool to be praying it along with the rest of the Catholic Church around mm-hmm. the world. Yes. I always love that thought. Of, to know that yeah. you're in unity at that one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're making a move, Teresa, and I've been hinting at this for the last half hour. But you're making a move and not leaving RPR because I'm sure everybody's like, oh, no, she's leaving. But no, not the case. So tell everybody what you're doing. Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, starting in August, I will be moving to Immaculata House of Prayer, which is here in Sioux Falls. This is the first year it's opening up. Um, it's run... Um, by a discernment group in Sioux Falls called Ecce Ancilla Domini. And, um, and what's that stand for? What's that Latin for? Well, you're asking me right now on the air, so I don't <laughs> okay. remember. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I think it's Behold the Handmaid of the Lord, but okay. I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, so um, anyway, so this House of Prayer, it's... Um, four women um this year it's going to be four are going to live in community so we're going to have morning prayer every day at holy hour um and then a couple evening meals together a week and formation um through just like various priests and religious sisters throughout Mm -hmm. the diocese and even other dioceses and it's just like really an opportunity to um, kind of create space to become docile to the Holy Spirit and to just mm-hmm. grow in relationship with Christ. Um, and and so I'm just super excited. Um, so it's not necessarily that you're discerning to be a nun or anything. It is just focusing your life more on God. Yeah, it's just creating a space of quiet and just like peace to allow the Holy Spirit to move. Um, kind of that be still and know that I am the Lord. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, you know, and I lived in community a few years ago doing mission work, and I always say it was like the happiest time of my life. And so I'm just like super eager to enter into this and just um, run towards the Lord with my fellow members. <coughs> um, yeah. Well, I think it's really exciting because um, I have gone to Christ the King for many, many years. And there was always a sister that lived across the street at the school. And so if you know Christ the King, you look onto the right and it's like, okay, well, that's like an office. It's an entire convent. And there was only one sister that happened to live there at the time. And so the diocese and Christ the King have kind of moved that space into this house of prayer 
And so how many, there's like 11, 12 rooms over there? Yeah, I think there's 11 bedrooms and there's um, a living room, dining room area, a large kitchen. So um, it definitely has like Mm -hmm. a hospitable environment. So there's also like just the idea of being able to welcome other young women across the diocese and just kind of like opening it up to be a house of welcoming prayer. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're kind of your relationship with God, if it doesn't spread out into mission, mm-hmm. it's kind of stagnant, you know, because we're called to um, preach the gospel to all nations. So it has to have that, like, yeah, you know. So I know that it's a place for the women to live, but are you inviting other women there during certain prayer times if they are local and want to come over and pray with you? They can come in and pray? I honestly don't know at oh. this point, um, you know. This is the first year that it's opening up, so there's a lot of details which may not have been decided yet, or at least, like, I just don't know yet until I'm there. Um, But I imagine that it probably would be. um, I know the discernment group has regular events, um, formation events, and then they also talk Mm -hmm. about different charisms of different religious orders, and those are open to any young woman. And so I imagine that a lot of those Mm -hmm. will be open to the greater community, too. Well, because I know at Christ the King on Sunday night during the school year, (coughs) Father Matson does an evening Mass at 7 for the Mm -hmm. college students. And so, you know, if that coincides with some of your prayer time, there's a lot of, you know, people that come to that Mass right across the street. So, Mm, uh, you know, they'd already be there for that. Well, and I just think it's a hidden gem, and mm-hmm. there's a, a chapel right there in the convent. And yeah. I mean, it's just this, because they gave us tours at Christ the King, and I was just like, I can't believe this is over here. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, my parish, and I can't believe this is over here. So that's so exciting for Sioux Falls and the surrounding areas to have uh, women living like this. It really is, and I think it's um, it can also be a witness to kind of the greater community and also the idea of discernment doesn't have to be like discerning your like your actual vocation like Mm -hmm. priesthood or religious life um or even marriage it's can just be um well kind of like with what bishop degrude wants us to all be this missionary discipleship so i mean maybe You're discerning how you can be that missionary disciple in your parish, you know. And so, I mean, that could be part of your discerning, you know, what what you want to do to give back to the church and give back to God. For sure. You know, through prayer. Yeah, because it all looks very different for Mm -hmm. each one of us, Mm -hmm. how we're being called. And the call changes throughout our lives, too, I think. But Mm. like you said earlier, you know, you've got to be still and you've got to listen. And so those are things that you're, uh, you know, that's going to help you in your prayer life to Mm -hmm. to be, to quieten your mind and that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Because I know for me, it's so easy to get distracted by various things and be involved in way too much at like the different parishes and stuff like this, all good things, but it's so easy to lose focus. And so... What kind of excites me is having this structure, which also scares me, and it's why it took me a while to actually commit, but having a certain structure, like, yes, I actually need to get out of my bed in the morning and go to holy hour. Yeah, because work doesn't do that for you. <laughs> well, by a 
certain time. I'm, I'm getting better at getting quick, uh, getting ready very fast. <laughs> um, but I need to be in chapel by a certain time. And there's also like, I need to be committing to a daily prayer life and yeah. meeting with my spiritual director, like all these things. And what's so it, it's a structure outside of me. What's it going to mean for you to have um, other women there as uh, walking beside you doing this? Honestly, it's, yeah, it's exciting because we were all created for community and, you know, the community, to be authentic community, it needs to be centered in something. And so this community will be centered in pursuing Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so nothing else really matters, like, as much as that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just excited to grow with these women and also just to share, like, daily life. Like, yeah. just the silly things. And something I've been reflecting on, too, is this is probably just the nature of being single, but living by myself, there's a lot of freedom, but then also less opportunities to grow in virtue. Like, mm. for instance, there's one shower in my apartment. If I had a roommate, we would need to coordinate shower schedules. We right. would need to coordinate, like, what time you turn off the music at night. Like, those things. But mm-hmm. living by myself, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. So there's really no opportunities. Well, that's not true. There are opportunities. But... Having living with other people gives you yeah. more opportunities to grow in virtue. Right. Huh. Well, very cool. I'm very excited for you, and I think it'll be a great learning experience. And thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful too. to have you in prayer because <laughs> I know you'll pray for me once in a while. <laughs> of course, selfishly. <laughs> All right, folks. So that was Teresa Curley. Um, thank you for joining us for our banter. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. And I am Heather Carroll. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. And we are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have a couple of sisters on with us who are working here in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. We're going to hear about what they're doing and how things are going for them. So stay tuned. More Real Presence Live right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 